to go blue crew welcome everyone to your uh, probably fourth or fifth favorite michigan podcast i'm with derek divine derek say hi what's up hello hi Michigan is a three seed in the NCAA tournament out in the West. They're going to start with Montana, but I thought before we dive into that Montana matchup, we can just talk about the uh, tournament in general for Michigan. And even, you know, if you found some surprising seedings or matchups or anything like that. So uh, let's start with a a number three seed. Were, Were you surprised by that or was that basically what you were expecting? Yeah, that's right around what I was thinking. Uh, I, I thought possibly, uh, seeing some of these these teams on the two line, like in North Carolina, that Michigan could be a two. But then I remembered that uh, nobody except for uh, fans of teams within the Big Ten respects the Big Ten when it comes to basketball, uh, which is obvious when only four Big Ten teams are in the tournament. So three to four was right around what I hoped. Uh, I was talking with Craig. <clears throat> sorry, I was talking with Craig, and would have loved to see Michigan. Uh, be at that number three seed in Detroit because I'm going to be watching those games this weekend. But, hey, I think their path in the West uh, is easier than it would have been in the Midwest running into teams like Kansas, Duke, uh, and Michigan State. Well, I guess they would probably flip-flopped. But still, there's a lot of great teams in the Midwest. So I'm happy. Uh, I just hope that they can get some fans out there to to Kansas. And it's a little late of a start. Uh, So hopefully it's still hype. Uh, Thursday night at 9.50 p.m. Yeah, I think that uh, not getting Detroit is basically the only thing here fans have to be upset about. And then you double that with the fact that Michigan State got Detroit. And, you know, we could argue back and forth all day about what was the right move there. But uh, it's not like Wichita is insanely far away. So, you know, it could definitely be worse. I was a little surprised with the three seed, to be honest. I thought they were going to probably be a four seed with really nothing to do with um, their resume or performance. Uh, I just thought that kind of like you said, uh, the Big Ten doesn't tend to get a whole lot of respect outside of the Big Ten circle. And so, you know, I look back to last year when Michigan won the Big Ten tournament and was, uh, I can't remember exactly what seed they were. I believe a seven. And I thought we were all looking for something more like a five. So it just seemed like one of those things where the committee was going to downgrade Michigan on account of them coming out of the Big Ten, which doesn't get a whole lot of attention or respect, especially this year. What I like about Michigan's placement here is like you said, you're not running into some of the powerhouse teams in this tournament. I mean, Xavier is the one seed. I think a lot of people were thinking if if either one of these four teams was not going to be a one seed, it was going to be Xavier. And, you know, North Carolina, Michigan ran into them and got pretty well smoked earlier this season, but I'm not sure how, how much that factors into what's going on now. So it just seems like a, a pretty favorable draw for Michigan. And I noticed that a lot of people, the pundits, uh, fans, they're expecting Michigan to make a pretty decent run in this tournament. Yeah. And I, and I think they should, it's hard not to assume that they at least have the capability of doing so after seeing uh, them run through the big 10 tournament now two years in a row. Uh, I think a lot of us believe, whether you're a Michigan fan or just a fan of basketball, a lot of people look at this Michigan team uh, as a team that's really kind of peaking at the right time. Uh, 
John Beeline is definitely not a stranger to late season turnarounds. Uh, and, and he's proved two years in a row that his team's going to play its best basketball uh, when it matters. Now, last year they were, they were stopped by a good Oregon team and gave up a couple of offensive rebounds to, to allow Oregon to advance. But this year, again, potentially another uh, really big Sweet 16 matchup and facing a potential North Carolina for the second time this season. So I like I like their spot and I like their chances. And, and I, as many Michigan fans are, are, are very confident in their ability to make the, the Sweet 16, uh, obviously. And then I actually like them to advance further than that, especially if they're playing like they were in the Big Ten tournament. Okay, before we move on to talking about Michigan and Montana, which is Thursday night, 9.50 probably something weird like seven i'm guessing but uh do you see anything in the rest of the field that surprised you caught you off guard anything like that for me oklahoma i guess being in the tournament maybe usc not being in the tournament but when when ucla uh lost in the in the first four maybe that maybe the pac-12 isn't great uh but for me it's oklahoma but I say that and I'm going to turn around and probably pick them over Duke just because I know that's an opportunity for me to make make some uh, make some money potentially because I'm going to assume that most people have Duke going quite a ways in the tournament. Yeah, most people have Duke probably going to the Elite Eight where they would potentially run into like Kansas and then you know who knows what after that. Although Duke uh, kind of infamous for dropping out of the tournament earlier than you think they should. I think that was probably my big surprise, though. Oklahoma getting into the tournament. Uh, Dick Vitale had a rant, you know, when the bracket came out. I'm not sure if you saw it, but he was he was pretty pissed about that, and rightfully so. I mean, uh, Dan Dockage also had some things to say, so a lot of people were pretty surprised about Oklahoma making it into the tournament. I was too. So let's move on here to Michigan and Montana. Just right off the bat, do you think this is a favorable? Well, okay. Of course it's favorable to a degree. Do you think this was a, a matchup though that we should be worried about at all? I think that this is one of those games where, where Michigan should beat Montana pretty easily. Uh, but Montana is a team that will play as hard as they can. There are a lot of a lot of these teams that are, I would say, anywhere from maybe even ten, uh, but but usually eleven through through fifteen. Uh, not to not trust in the sixteen seeds, it's just never happened. But I think of a Middle Tennessee State as a fifteen uh, beating Michigan State a couple of seasons ago. I think of Ohio number thirteen. Uh, beating a number four Michigan team uh, not that long ago. These are teams that are are playing for something that's that's different, I guess you could say, than, than Michigan. And so you never know what you're going to see uh, until they get on the court. Michigan's a team that can go through scoring droughts. They have trouble at the free throw line, uh, and they have their own problems. But I am so confident in, in John Beeline preparing, especially with the next week, that I think that Michigan will be ready to go. Uh, even if they start slow, I don't think there's anything that Montana can do or bring to the court uh, that can ultimately allow them to beat Michigan, at least uh, in the first round. Is Michigan beatable? Yes, I don't think it happens uh, in the first round to Montana. One thing that worries me is that Montana's defense has played 
pretty well this season, whether it's forcing turnovers, uh, holding teams to low field goal percentages. They do give up a fair number of threes. Teams are hitting 35% of their shots against Montana from behind the arc, which obviously would bode well for Michigan as long as they're firing like they usually do from outside. But on the whole, I think this Montana defense looks kind of legit. Now, there's the disclaimer, the caveat that they just haven't played uh, very many good teams this season, which you you would expect that from a team like Montana out of the Big Sky Conference. But at the same time, it's worth keeping an eye on at least what Montana does early defensively and if they throw Michigan off their game. Because if that happens, you know, then they've got a real shot. So they're they're undersized, and I think that's an advantage to Michigan because I look at a John Teske who who played really, really well against two really good big guys in Purdue. And so I think that I think that the reinforcements for Michigan are really what's going to carry them through the tournament, as well as great play from starters uh, like Mo Wagner, Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman, guys you expect to see something from come tournament time. So I think that Michigan outlasts Montana, but they have they try to challenge themselves they they came up short against Penn State Stanford and Washington so they've had chances to beat notable programs and weren't able to do so uh, but they ran through their conference which is always impressive obviously you've got to win the conference in, in a in a situation to make the tournament when you're in the big sky I think they're going to throw what they can at Michigan but I am very confident as I think most people are uh, whether you're a Michigan fan or not, that Michigan advances. But again, man, it's March, and it's so it's so crazy to look at the bracket because I try to pick the upsets where I think they happen, but sometimes I'll look at some that's like, man, no way that happens. But deep down, I know that's actually probably going to be the one that happens. So I'm hoping in this case uh, it's not Montana over Michigan because I think almost everybody's brackets uh, would have picked Michigan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I can pretty easily throw myself into that category as well Michigan over Montana so do you think with Montana's disadvantage in size we're gonna see Maurice Wagner work in the post a little bit more or do you think they'll still try to keep it spread out I'm sure they'll still spread it out just because that's what he's best at I think naturally uh, and spreading the floor is it's kind of a forte for Michigan's offense. Plus, you want to be able to to get kind of your system going because if you do win, you've got one day off and you're playing either San Diego State or Houston. And so I think you want to probably run uh, everything that you've been doing kind of late in the season where things have been working for you. But, yeah, you could also give Wagner a chance to post up, kind of show some things, and, and maybe prove that Michigan's even more dangerous uh, when Wagner uh, plays on the block as well but overall I think we'll see a pretty consistent everything we see will be pretty consistent with what we've seen lately from Michigan and and that's why I just think that such an intricate offense and with giving John Beeline too much time to prepare there's a lot of teams that will have trouble beating Michigan in this tournament uh, which is why a lot of us think that they'll go so far in the spirit of looking ahead some people get may get mad at us but we're going to do it anyway who do you see Michigan playing if they win on Thursday? Who do you see them playing on Saturday? 
I originally had them playing Houston. I, I've made the change, and I think they'll see San Diego State. 11s have beaten sixes uh, three out of the four times the last two years, first time in consecutive years that that's happened. Uh, so I'm big on 11s. Uh, I think that San Diego State is a great team, and if I compare the two, I don't really see much of a difference or anything that would lead me to believe that Houston uh, deserves a six uh, instead of San Diego State. I, I think that if you look at their overall body of work, it, it seems pretty similar. In fact, against top 25 teams, San Diego State's 3-1, and one, whereas Houston's 3-3. Three and three. So yes, Houston had some chances to play more teams, but I like San Diego State with the upset, uh, mostly because uh, you've got you've to pick upsets somewhere. And I feel more confident with Michigan beating a 14 seed and then an 11 seed than I do uh, when they start playing the six through ones. San Diego State has won nine games in a row, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine games in a row. I wanted to make sure I got that right. They hit a really rough stretch from January 13th to February 10th. They only won two games against Colorado State and Air, or Air Force, and both just awful teams. So it's uh, one of the hotter teams, you know, if they were in a, a bigger, more prominent conference if they were if they had a bigger national profile they'd probably be getting the love that michigan is getting right now as being one of the quote-unquote hot teams going into the tournament i i, I guess I've, i just have to pick houston because quite frankly i don't know enough to pick against houston and i understand that you want to get some upsets right for money purposes is that right that's right. You know, I, I like to I like to try to pick the games where where it gives me a couple of extra points in the first round. <laughs> no, that, that's totally totally okay. I, I I personally don't lay money on uh, NCAA tournament brackets anymore, but I, I think I just have to go with Houston here, and uh, it's looking sort of like the same thing with Montana, where I'm seeing a, a pretty good defense and offense that's pretty capable. It would be a, a tougher matchup for Michigan, obviously, than Montana, but I I don't see Houston having the the strength to, to pull one out against a really good Michigan team. Yeah, so if you look at both Montana and Houston, say that's Michigan's path to the Sweet 16, both teams are actually really similar. They're both undersized. Uh, they're both really aggressive, and they excel on the defensive end. Uh, and that can be a problem for offenses like Michigan that relies on a heavy production from beyond the arc, uh, teams that uh, can stay out of foul trouble for the most part. Uh, it doesn't. I guess that doesn't maybe matter anyway because of, of the fact that Michigan can't hit from the line with <laughs> right, very much correct, success. Yeah. But they're, they're teams that dominate the boards uh, and they're teams that want to beat you because of their athleticism and their aggressiveness. And so I do think that whether it's San Diego State or Houston, if Michigan beats Montana, I think that Montana is a good test. Uh, I think a similar test would be Houston. I think you see something different with uh, San Diego State, we've got a pair of uh, two nice upperclassmen. But overall, I think that if you're looking at all three teams and all of their bodies of work, nothing impresses me uh, like Michigan has impressed me. I could even say that as, a, as if I wasn't a fan of Michigan. And so I feel very confident that Michigan advances into the Sweet 16 for, for the second season in a row. And then I guess from there, you just got to hope that they play their best basketball and make somewhat of a run. So who do you think – gives Michigan who do you think uh, I phrased the beginning of that question 
kind of weird. Who's Michigan's biggest weapon in this tournament? I'm going to have to say Abdul Rahman just because of of being a senior and he's been playing as well as as many guards have in the in the late years for John Beeline and so I look at him to just be really consistent, not turn the ball over, hit shots at the free throw line, do all the things that he's expected to do, uh, and from there I guess I have to turn to Mo Wagner. Uh, and the reason I will do that is because Mo Wagner had a great game in the tournament, and he had a game where he was non-existent in the tournament last year. And so we cannot have up and down Mo Wagner. Uh, if Michigan wants to make a big tournament run, it's going to have to be great basketball from both of those two. And then the deeper you get into the tournament, everybody just got to play really well. I look at a guy like Charles Matthews, who's who's been inconsistent this season and definitely struggled in games, put up a lot of shots and uh, games where he's only made two or three. And so those starters really have to play well. I think what the advantage is for Michigan this year is their bench is better than I can remember in a long time. Uh, so when those reinforcements come in, uh, they need to be putting up some great minutes. John Teske, Jordan Poole, uh, Duncan Robinson off the bench. That's where I think Michigan excels, and I think that's what gets Michigan uh, into the Final Four and possibly even championship conversation. I think Charles Matthews is probably my X factor, not the not the uh, biggest weapon, but the X factor because he is somebody who doesn't shy away from doing a lot of dribbling, a lot of shooting, a lot of driving. And I've complained before about being soft on the drive and having way too many turnovers, not finishing at the rim. Lately, he's turned it on, though, and it's a really nice addition to the offense. And I think if he does that consistently in this tournament, Michigan gets a different element and then you know without him um i guess i i i have to say that it's Xavier Simpson is Michigan's biggest weapon in this tournament and i'm thinking offensively he's a a pretty good traditional point guard you know he's he's going to find the open shooters he's good on the dribble drive he can dish out and uh, just a, a good overall passer he's a average maybe above average finisher at the rim especially for his size and his shot comes and goes so I I wouldn't count on that being a huge thing but it could be there certainly and then defensively man I mean I, I can't think of a point guard who's gotten so much love defensively even looking past Trey Burke I mean he was he was a good defender but I think Xavier Simpson is just more intense and he he has the the big time moments defensively it's really fun to watch so he would be my biggest weapon and now i think we should close here how far do you think michigan gets in the tournament well the the one thing i'll say is if if michigan can can get to the the elite eight uh, which is getting past North Carolina, I have confidence that they'll be into the Final Four. I think that North Carolina game uh, is obviously one that uh, the nation collectively will probably have that matchup uh, and circle that one on the bracket as one of the bigger games. I would expect that to be a primetime game that a lot of people tune into. Uh, I think if they get past North Carolina, uh, they're in the Final Four. As of now, we are recording this podcast uh, Wednesday around 12.30 p.m., 
I have Michigan as my champion. That may be full homer of me, uh, and I have just under 24 hours uh, to do it. So by the time you listen to this, it might be changed. But right now I have Michigan as the champion just because I think if, if they can get past North Carolina, I think they can get by any team on the top of that bracket. And I also think that there'll be some things that happen along the way in the other regions that allow a path to to maybe be a little easier for a team like Michigan or any team um, that can be a three, four, five and try to make it to the final four. I think Michigan gets to the to the sweet sixteen. I'm not gonna say it's it's gonna be easy. Uh it might be one of the more quieter entrances into the sweet sixteen, but that's when they're most likely going to run into North Carolina. And I I don't think I trust Michigan to get through North Carolina which is sad to say we have one person who thinks they're going to win it all. And here I am thinking they're probably going to get stopped at the sweet 16 again, but uh, you know, what are you going to do? Right. So uh, any other final thoughts before we close out here? I'm just looking forward to a good tournament. This is my, my favorite weekend of the year every year. Um, it's my birthday weekend. It's always St. Patty's Day. It's always NCAA tournament first weekend where there's four days in a row of usually incredible games. So I'm just excited that tournament time has come around. And before you know it, it'll be over. So just looking forward to enjoying it, going to see some games in person, and then ultimately hoping that Michigan makes it through this weekend and, and hopefully through the weekend following as well. All right. Hey, if you want to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, or iTunes, you can do so at Wolverine Sounds. You can also go to WolverineSounds.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening. We hope Michigan has a good run in the NCAA tournament. Go Blue. Go Blue.